Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Away for another Vaughan boundary. <laughs> Well, he's a great fieldsman, Philip Tufnell. He often falls over and he's brought it into his batting as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Vaughney and Tuffers Cricket Club podcast brought to you by The Telegraph. Ben, Michael and Phil back with you as we count down to the second test of the Ashes at Lords. And if it's anything like the first one, we're in for a real treat. Despite entertaining us in the opening test, England head into Wednesday 1-0 down in the series and some have questioned whether the much-lauded Bazball style will be enough to see them win the series. One such critic is Sir Geoffrey Boycott, and the former England batsman will be joining us in the studio a little later to give us his take on the Ashes so far and his opinion on what he would do to ensure England pick up the urn at the end of July. We'll also reflect on the one-off Ashes test between England and Australia women, and we'll check in with Nick Holt, who'll have all the latest from the England camp, uh, including the news from the latest press conference where they have announced the side for the Test at Lords. So, Phil, I have to take you, tell you about my weekend first. I played a bit of cricket on Saturday, and the less said about that, the better. But uh, on Sunday, I watched a cricket match, uh, and a certain promising individual uh, called Michael Vaughan was playing. Did you have a game of cricket? I played fairly. How'd you go? Yeah, I did okay, actually. Did you? What game was it? It was um, uh, well-being... Uh, of women in sport yeah. right. uh, a great charity raised a huge amount of money at Victor Blank's uh, house oh, yes, in that's Oxfordshire right. yes. there was, uh, there rather was a nice house Andrew Strauss was there uh, Justin Langer Damien Fleming Mark Taylor lovely Matt Dawson your pal Dawson was Dawson there Dawson was keeping he did his hip he went in the hip flexor <laughs> he, he batted quite well didn't he, well, he, he used yeah. play, I think he used to play for very, like, very leg-sided he was a good player, Dawes. Very leg-sided. Yeah. Well. Didn't yeah. have much on the offside, but over mid-wicket. He dislocated his hip. No, yeah, hip flexor went. He danced down to Monty. Monty P. Monty Panasar was playing. Danced down, whipped one over mid-wicket. Yeah. The hip flexor went. But yeah, he could play. He used He came out to bat yeah. with the old-fashioned Gun and Moore maestro. Oh, lovely. It was a vintage. We had yeah. to, I, I had to look. I said, look, that's a beautiful bat. That's, yeah. But that's from back in the 80s. Yes, man. you could put that on Bargain Hunt or something or Antiques Roadshow. Yes. <laughs> from where I was standing, his whites didn't look very white. Well, it looked they, like he might have been wearing golf trousers. He had grey golf trousers on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Mike, how many did you get? I got 43. Oh, dear. Well played. Yes, well very played. nicely. Yeah, I, I, I was very lucky because I went into the tent where we were changing and others was there. 
And I have no kit. I, I found a pair of um, new boots actually in my garage, which are obviously my lads. So I thought they'll do. Got a pair of whites from his wardrobe. They'll do. Yeah. Turned up to this ground. No kit. No. So and others arrived, and obviously others. His lad Josh plays for Middlesex. That's right. And he brought one of his bats. Well, you didn't share a box, did you? Uh, Monty Panasar had a lot of boxes. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He had, a, he had a bag of boxes. I was yeah. like, what are you doing? So yeah. I've just been playing in some uh, leagues around the world and I, we got given all these boxes. You didn't share the soap dish. Oh, don't share the soap dish. I can say they're quite comfortable these days. <laughs> yeah, there's, a lot more, there's a lot more sponge around the rim. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, so it was comfier. So I borrowed... Um, Others is lad's bat. Yeah. And it was a beauty. Oh, lovely. Well, it oh, should be. It pinged. Lovely. Yeah. Not well, played for sure. seven years. I enjoyed it. So one person you haven't mentioned was Brian Lara. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Brian. BC was there. Sorry, he was played, yes. Yeah, yeah the, and he was... He was kind of kind he, of special. Yeah, he, he was cool on it. He got 50 not out, Brian. Wow, he plays well. That's Strauss, oh, he got he a nice was, 50. He was walloping it. There was yeah. a boundary, and then there was a good 30 yards to the marquee. Then the marquee him, was 40 yeah. foot high, and he was He, he hit was one over the top of the marquee. I mean, he gave himself a bit of time to get in. For, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, chewed, still, he chewed up a few balls at the start. Yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't get in this baseball sign. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I, 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 that's, that was my method, the baseballer. Was it? Yes, I went out baseballing. <laughs> it's even filtered down to you, has yes, it? Yes, I think I, I ended up getting out to, uh, I, I don't want to be rude to the gentleman, yeah. but he was probably 70-odd. Oh, was he? <laughs> How'd you get out? What, he was stumped? Uh, caught on the rope. Oh, Good catch. Has Brian still got that big yeah. bat lift? He's still got the same bat as well. Oh, he, he auctioned it off in the uh, marquee afterwards. Oh, was, well, that uh, sounds a great a, day. A nice sum of money. Yeah, it was lovely. Actually, you, I actually, you turned your arm over as well, Mike. Oh, yes. Against, <laughs> against Langer, mostly. Lang dropped on the boundary. Oh, who dropped it? Oh, I don't know. I didn't speak to him. No. <laughs> didn't speak to him. <laughs> it's an easy goober straight to him. Goober. Yeah, Absolute straight to him. Uh, yeah. Monty you, could have you caught had, one You had gone well. over the boundary a couple of times as well. He had dispatched. Yeah, it hit me for a couple. But he was wearing the Vaughan and Tuffers uh, Cricket Club cap. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah nice. So he, ba he battered in that. Yes. Good I have touch. to say, I, I, I haven't played for years. When was the last time you played? Oh, years. I haven't played. I, I think it was seven years that I've actually played a game of cricket. Yeah. I uh, think the last one we played perhaps might have been at Derby. Yeah, what year was that? I don't know, seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, that would have been my last game. Yeah, yeah, me too. It would have been my last game. Um, I enjoyed it. No, I honestly didn't. did. Did you really? I honestly, I, I enjoyed it. I, <laughs> you look like you were enjoying I, it. I enjoyed it. I, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. I, I, I generally enjoyed it. I put my, I put, by the way, I put your name down for next year as well. Um, uh, <laughs> Thanks so for that. Phil, you're in. Okay. Because um, it's a lovely day and it's a great charity. Uh, and, and I said, yeah, I'll come back next year. Lovely food. Glass well, of vino at lunch. Lovely. That's the way it should be lovely. played. Yeah, very nice. Right. Well, we, there there are other cricket matches going on, uh, yes, so we should probably is. have a have a chat about them. Uh, England have announced their side. Only one change: Josh Tong in for Moeen <laughs> Ali. What do we make of that? No spinners for Lords. Bit of grass, I reckon, going to be left yeah. on it after Edgbaston. I mean, it looked it was it was a graveyard for the seam bowlers. So I should imagine there'll be a little bit of grass left on there. They've gone in with the four seamers. Joe Root did a job. Um, up at Edgbaston, so I, I, I don't mind that, really. Uh, I know Ray and Army was in there. That would have been a, a bit of a wild card sort of pick, I think. Yeah. Um, Moe's obviously not quite right with his finger. So, yeah, I mean, where's Mark Wood, though? Is he injured? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Well, he, he must have a, a, an issue. I mean, the problem I, I have with a, 
you know, a lot of these bowlers that aren't in the side, I mean, Chris Wokes has played a bit of counter cricket, but Mark Wood has not played any cricket. No. He doesn't play any game time, so he's clearly got some issue with that elbow. Yeah. Um, Tong on the back of his fifer against yep. Ireland. Um, you know, clearly England are, are, are going to play on a surface that's going to offer them more lateral movement. Yeah. You know, yeah. they got pretty much nothing at Edgebaston and, you know, against an Australian side, it, it surprised me the the pitch that they played on at Edgebaston to play on a flat one with the Aussies having more pace. Um, you know, a batting unit that plays the attritional way uh, a bit more so than, than than England's and would always bat themselves to bat a long period of time on a road. Um, you know, lateral movement will bring England into the game, but uh, I don't think Hazelwood, Cummins, Green, Stark, mm. or Boland, whichever way they go. I don't think they'll be too disappointed about uh, seeing a bit of grass no. on the pitch. And also, with England selection, they have to bowl first. Yeah, you know, you don't bat first when you've picked all your seamers. You've got to bowl first. England over the last year and a half, for me, they are a better team chasing the game. So bowling first and uh, and seeing a target, yeah. something like one day cricket, seeing a target. I think they're better. Uh, they just get a little bit confused batting first. I thought they got confused in the second innings at Edgebaston, you know, batting first, not realising or understanding what number they needed to get to. Uh, do they completely go basball all the time, uh, which they did, and it offered uh, a few nice easy ones for particularly Nathan Lyon. So, uh, yeah, England have to bowl, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if Australia did exactly the same against this England team. No, absolutely. Yeah. I feel a bit sorry for Chris Wokes, actually. I mean, he's got a fabulous record. It's an unbelievable Lord. record at Lord, Unbelievable. Hasn't I was looking at it. I can't remember the exact figures. About it's about 12 like, or something. Yeah, well, so I think it was like 62 with the bat. Yeah. And 11-something with the ball. <laughs> it's I mean, just ridiculous. But, I mean, that's what we were missing, I think. We were missing that little bit of pace. But different surface, you know, completely mm. different surface. That's the beauty of Test cricket. All these different grounds are going to have, you know, different grass and different sort of whether it's going to spin and what have you. That's why we love Test cricket. So I feel a bit sorry for him. But, um, yeah, you just... Tell you the, what, Phil, though. Yeah. If, if the ball does a bit... yeah. You know, England's top three is not a, a top three that I think Get offers you too much... Confidence if the ball does anything. So I was going to ask that we we um, we keep on saying that this is the next big test of basball, but this really is. Yeah. The well, ultimate they're basically going to try and play basball against the odds of a, a pitch because yeah. you know if you look at when basball has been at its most effective, it's when the ball hasn't moved laterally because the batters can then just hit through length and yeah. and get on top. If the ball has done anything, South Africa last year at Lords first innings got got rolled yeah, because yep. the ball did something. Uh, New Zealand at Lords got rolled. Yeah. So when the ball just does a bit, I, I think, you know, particularly good bowling attacks, I don't think they'll mind. Yeah. That bit of slope, Mike, as well. Yeah. That little bit well, of slope that, is going to be going up, doing a bit. There was that, that period of play up at Edgbaston. Third afternoon, yeah. yeah. But yeah. also, if you, if you look at, you know, a pitch that's going to offer you a little bit, um, you generally do lose a couple of early ones when it does a bit with the quality of the seamers. Um, Johnny Bester at seven, and then you've got Broad at eight. Ooh, the so no, no mowing at, at, at eight for me looks... It, yeah. it makes England's batting look very, very thin. And Johnny Bester in particular, who was in decent form with the bat... Very good form. ...at Edge Bastard, he will go out to bat knowing that Australia are one wicket away from potentially the tail. And that, that's why I think Stark. Stark will play. Oh, yes. You know, I think they've got selection wrong, Australia. Stark should have played at Edge Bastard. Yeah. I think Boland would have been a menace here yeah. at Lords with the green grass and the Absolutely. slope. But I think they will go Stark... And I think it'll be because, clearly, he's a, he's a very good bowler with over 300 test wickets, but I think they'll fancy start to clean out 8, 9, 10, 11 quite quickly. And it just gives them a little bit more with the tail as well, Stark. Mm. He can bat a bit, can't Yeah, he, he can yeah. left-handed. Yeah. I think selection, you're right. I think that we should have gone with perhaps a, a tongue at, or, or a wood at Edgbaston. Mm. 
uh, they didn't read the pitches quite right. No, no, I don't think neither team, I don't think anyone was expecting it to be so slow and so oh, placid. But oh, it was dull. <laughs> we'll, we'll be in for a, an amazing game again because, I mean, it, I, I've never known, Phil, in our time as, as England players, yeah. particularly in Ashes series, I would not say boo to a goose. I wouldn't <laughs> no. predict anything. I'd just try and play and, and, and yeah. let my uh, let my game do the talking. <laughs> I, this England side, they're, they're, it's like a, a heavyweight boxing contest that I spoke Trash about. Trash talk. Trash yeah, talk. It's coming out. So. It's almost like England are 1-0 up. Yeah. You've got Zach Crawley, who, by the way, averages 30 in test cricket. Yeah. Who's not set the world alight. He played nicely in the first innings, hit that great four off the yeah. first yeah. ball. Saying they're going to win by 150. They'll just be putting that up in the dressing room like the old football, you know, like yeah. the footballers do. Have a look at that, balls. There won't be any need for a team. Ollie team. Robinson said that the odds yeah. are just negative. Yeah, I know. He's doubled down, hasn't he? I mean, he's obviously embracing the uh, number one villain down under tag that he's earned. Which I like. I like a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's so many. I mean, uh, our good friend who works with us, Jim Maxwell, on, on the radio. Yeah. He's back-paid headlines for a comment he's made about Johnny Bairstow. What you know, did he so, say? I didn't think I saw that. He, he, he said England need a keeper. Mm-hmm. And, and he says Johnny Bairstow's not a wicketkeeper, he's a part-time. He also uh, mentioned his weight, said he's, he's over overweight. I, I can't comment on that, but this is what happens in the Ashes series. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. You make a comment. Yeah. It's yeah. going to get headlines. And, yeah, and, yeah. and and I always got taught in our time, Phil, was don't say a lot because there'll be headlines made anyway. Yeah. So don't give them more headlines and, and, and more to talk about. But uh, it's the England way. And Ollie Pope said, if we go 2-0 down, we'll think we can win 3-2. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be some serious. I don't, I, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but I think Australia might win at Lords. We've got a horrific record at Lords, yeah. really. I mean, we won... When, when the Aussies have lost sport. twice in the history of, of Ashes cricket at Lords. Yeah. And the Ashes have been going on a long, long time. time. <laughs> a long time. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to England to have to do something a bit special at Lords. I I I look at the two performances at Edge Baston, I thought England played very well. Actually, yeah, I, I did. thought Basball worked at Edge Baston and yeah. just didn't get over the line. I, I think the Australians can get a lot better than England can. If that yeah, well, makes sense, thing, I think Australia yeah. have got more in terms of a ceiling of improvement yeah. Yeah. than I think England have. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, their three main batters really didn't perform. 80, 80 yeah. yeah. Um, I can't see Kawaja getting any, but I didn't think he was going to get any age. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's him booked him for bed and breakfast at Lords. Yeah, well, Manus likes Lords, doesn't he? Didn't he? Yeah, I mean, but the one thing with those two, though, I mean, uh, they're under some pressure going to Lords. Yeah, true. You know? You know, so you know what well, number one, number two ish in the world, or number two and number three in the yeah, world. Well, Joe's now number one, isn't he? He's, yes, that's right. Um, so well done, Joe. Um, and um, they're going to be under some pressure to perform. So you know, it's not as clear cut as we make. Joe Root it. now, Phil, is the number one batter in the world, yeah. and England's number one spinner. <laughs> there you go. He, he does he do anything? You know, he, he just does it all. He does everything. Yeah, he's like the ultimate all rounder now. Yeah, yeah, he bowled nicely. Very nice. He bowled nicely. Very nice. We could have done with Mo's finger not being bust up, though, at um, Edgbaston. So, ahead of the second test between England and Australia at Lords, who better to have in the pod than the one and only Sir Geoffrey Bogquart, uh, who is making his second appearance on the podcast? Uh, the first test was pretty entertaining, Sir Geoffrey. Uh, did you enjoy it? I enjoyed the cricket. There's nothing that you couldn't enjoy. I mean, it kept you on the edge of the seat. It was thrilling, exciting. England were winning nearly every session, but they didn't win the match. Mm. 
and that should tell them something for the next test. Uh, they lost sight of the fact that the object is to win. And then you want to entertain, yes, by all means. But why can't you win and entertain? But if you lose sight of the object, I call it hubris, which is when you get ahead of yourself, you know, and that's what they did. They stopped, they stopped thinking. I mean, if they're just going to entertain, they might as well be a circus. <laughs> I mean, that's it, go professional. Be a professional circus around the world, fine. Harlem Globetrotters. Correct. <laughs> but win. And if you ask people in England, do you want to win the Ashes or do you want to entertain and lose? I know what the answer will be, yeah. and you do. Yeah. Um, so what would you have done differently to have got England over the line? I'd uh, just be pragmatic, practical, common sense. I I think most ex-players would have said they wouldn't declare. You've got one of the best batsmen in the world, probably the one who's playing the best in the world anyhow at this minute. No. He's 100 and some not out playing beautifully. You've got Robinson at the other end who can bat. He's not a mug. You might get 20, 30, 40 more runs. You get as many as you can first innings when the pitch is at its best. You know, when the pitch is going to deteriorate, you want to get it while it's the best. Um, second innings, they threw wickets away, a number of them. Uh, they were scoring five and six and over, which was wonderful cricket. And they're trying to score eight, nine, ten and over. I mean, Joe Root didn't get stumped. He got run out. Mm. He just ran at it, didn't he? He, don't do it. he doesn't need to do that. Yeah. He scores off nearly every ball. He can dab it for one, push it, place it, play beautiful shot. Why the hell is he running down the pitch? Johnny Bairstow, sweeping. Every time I see him sweep or a reverse sweep, he probably does it because he thinks everybody else does it in the modern age. He's useless at it. <laughs> <laughs> totally useless. I've seen him since, I've known him since he was a kid. His dad was a big friend of mine. But I'd be saying, Johnny, what are you doing? Hit him out the park. Because if he hits it decently, it's 10 rows back. If he hits it well, it's going over the stand, Nandy. <laughs> yeah. it, it lying over the stand. Look at last year when he was playing a tacky. He was hitting people oh. 20 rows back, got everybody off, off the seat, didn't he? Magnificent hitter. He shouldn't be playing any cross bat on the floor shots. Hit him out the park. Oh, look, he could go on. And that opening batsman, he looks as if he can play a bit, that left-hander. Yep. But if he keeps on nibbling outside off stump and trying to shovel it down gully, he's going to keep getting it, out. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's going to keep getting out. I forecast <laughs> it in the telegraph. When you play quicker bowlers and better bowlers, and you're starting to nudge it down through a gully in there, which he gets a lot of runs with in county cricket, the better bowlers, it tends to slip off the back. It hits you before you're ready mm. for it, and you've got a thick edge on it. It doesn't quite go to point. It goes to gully. And it's no good saying one was a brilliant catch. My answer to that always, when I hit it like that, is don't hit it there. My fault for hitting it there, else you can't catch it. Stop doing it, and... And I've never heard anything as stupid as just talking to these two here of an opening bat saying, I don't like to leave a ball. <laughs> it's one of the most important factors of every great opening batsman, what to leave. Because if you can leave well outside off stump, you make them ball straighter. When they ball straighter, you pick them off on the onside, which is the easy side. It's not rocket science. I didn't make that up. Every opening batsman who's been any good knows that. So I'm not, I'm not pretending I've... You know, I've just learned it like everybody else. Leave it, leave it, leave it. They're, they don't like to waste a new ball, do they? You know, they're not going to waste it. They're going to ball straighter. Then it's easy. Yeah. Thank you. My safe side. 
How about how about selection? Because they've gone with broadly the same side for uh, Lords as well. Only one change with uh, Tongue coming in instead of Moen Ali. Do you th- are you happy with the selection? Where's Mike Wood? Well, we think he might be injured, don't we? Must be injured. <laughs> Must be I'd like, injured. He's the most expensive cricketer England have ever had. I'd like to be his agent. But how many balls he's bowled and how much money he's had. He's a lovely lad. Everybody knows that. And he bowls very quick. And actually, I thought Lords was perfect for him. Hostile. There's always a bit in Lords. Even on a flat pitch and a good day, the slope, eight foot some inches. There's always a bit there to just upset the batsman. I thought he'd be perfect for him. And yeah. he's unfit. Yeah. He hasn't um, played. How could he be unfit if you haven't played? Well, that's probably it. You don't play. No. You, you bowl yourself. You know, Philip. Yeah. If you haven't bowled much, you don't bowl as well. You need a long bowl. You get into rhythm. You get into nick. Just like us batsmen need to bat. When we get 100, we're going to get another 100. And bowlers are the same. When they get in rhythm, they want to bowl. You bowl yourself into fitness. Yeah. He can't. He, bowl, well, he don't bowl. Boys, what do, you, what do you mean? The first test, it was, you know, they, they played this expansive game, but it was the chances, wasn't it, in the field. They, they, they were just lacking that, that sharpness out in the middle. What do you put that down to? Well, Johnny in particular, people go on about, I personally wouldn't have played him till the third test at Headingley. When you've been out nearly eight months, two breaks in the foot, the ankle ligaments are bound to be damaged, the way his foot went. He's not played for so long. That's a lot of rustiness. Yeah. I would have said, stay at Yorkshire, play every game, 2020, 50 overs, championship, but just move, get into the feel of competitive cricket. Then he had a better chance. Uh, and I, th- I always felt, oh, my Rachel at home, I said, listen, if he has a bad test or so, they'll be on his back. You know, because they're always going on about folks, but <laughs> folks is a good keeper. But look, there's no guarantee folks would have caught everything and stump made the stumping. Mm. No guarantee. He stays in the team, though, even if he doesn't keep, though, for me, Johnny B, doesn't and he? And who do you drop, though? Well, I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, no, well, I mean... you can't just sustain the team. You've got to tell me who you're going to drop, and they don't want to drop anybody at no, this minute. No. And my point is, England are looking at it from what he did last year. And last year, fantastic. I thought his innings at Trent Bridge was the best I've seen for a long time. Yeah. Fantastic innings. Um, but he's been out a long time. We all get rusty when we've been out. Even his batting was a bit rusty. And I just felt for him and to get the best out of him, but obviously, you know, this guy, folks, is a good keeper. Mm. But I've played a long time for England, and we've always played, uh, had this public debate, pick the best keeper, and when we have, we've got rid of him quite quickly. <laughs> I mean, we've gone back, look at Alex Stewart. Yeah. Wonderful opening batsman, Alec. Yeah. Great record, you know, better record opening than ours batting lower down. Yeah. But they wanted the safety net of an extra batter. And I played with Jim Parks. It was a wonderful batter for uh, Sussex. And Keith Andrews was the best wicketkeeper in England in the 50s. Beautiful hands. He played a few tests. Now he's got to go. We want a batsman keeper. Bob Taylor was a lovely yeah. wicket. Beautiful hands. I'll have Alan Knott. Yeah. He can keep, but he can bat as well. And it goes on and on and on. Yeah. So it's okay these people sat outside the game pontificating about let's have the best keeper. And then when we're short of runs, they'd like somebody to come in and bat. Now, you can't have it both ways. Mm. The thing that we've done with Johnny, we've not given him the best chance to get rustiness out of his system. 
That's all. There's nothing wrong with having a batsman keeper. You know what you're going to get and you know where you're slightly deficient from a great keeper and you balance the runs he's going to make and so forth against maybe the keeper's going to make an odd catch more. You balance that and you make your decision, your judgment, captain and coach. Whoever the captain is a coach, I don't say one's right and one's wrong. You make your decision. But we haven't as a, a team, England, given Johnny the best chance for him to play his best, to wicketkeeper his best, and for England to get the best out yeah. of him. He'll be better for the run, though, won't he? He'll be better for the run. Yeah, but I hope he doesn't miss anything at Lord's because they'll be on his back again. Yeah. And again. Yeah. And they'll keep on his back. Because he's got off to a bad, big, a bad start, it's hard to get the monkey off your back then, isn't it? Batted beautifully, though. We were in trouble when, until he came in. That 80 he got really did sort of turn yeah. the tide a bit. So He'd have got another eight if he hadn't been sweeping. I know, they had all the men out, <laughs> Jeff. He's just stupid, they, had, they, had all, they had all the men out. He'd done them. He'd done the hard work. He's just got them all around, out. ones, twos, ones, twos. The only, way he, the only way they could have got out was bowled or LVW. So just, knock, I, I, well, I agree with it's you. Cocked up, it's cocked up England before, you know, this... Nathan Lyon bowling round the wicket yeah. before he came here. Good bowling. They used everybody over the wicket most of the time, and he goes round the wicket immediately. He doesn't give them the offside so easily, yeah. which they used to. And suddenly it just gets in the head. It's only just a different line. Mid-off, mid-on, straight. Mid-off, mid-on, straight. And when you're in and nobody's back, hit him out of the park. It's quite simple, really. <laughs> mm. What, what about, so Esbaston, the pitch was placid, no lateral movement. It, it looks like uh, Stuart Broad, Jimmy Anderson, a little bit of a moan about the pitch, has got what they want at Lord, a bit of green grass. If you're in charge of English cricket, playing the basball way, what pitches would you want to play on? Uh, well, good pitches, because you, you can't play the basball way if the ball's moving all over the place and swinging. They're going to nick a few and going to have a low score somewhere. So I want a good pitch, but I want pace in them. Get some pace in them. And flat. And also, you've got to have decent pitches. You're not going to get spinners in the game if we start on green tops or there's damp in them. We want them dry. We want them good for batting. Win the toss, bat. That tells you everything. And then they'll turn, like Edgebaston turned. Surely you want pitches to turn later on. Not if you haven't picked a spinner. Well, we've got Joe Root. But... Well, this is a point the week after. So, Edgebaston, let's go back to Edgebaston. For 90% of the game, England played well. Absolutely, and so, we're winning it. So, yeah, exactly. So the 10% that they didn't get right, which they should have got right if they'd have played a little bit smarter, the week later, they've almost ripped up what happened at Edgebaston and gone to a green top, and that concerns me. Yeah. Well, they could lose because they can bowl, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, come in Hazelwood. I mean, wow, if they're all fit, and I know, uh, you know, they've had a niggle or two with his heel at Hazelwood. But if, when they're all fit and going, they're the best attack in the world with Nathan Lowry. Yeah. Let's be honest. Mm. Who, who's going to be better than them? Put your hand up. You can ring up if you want, and I'll tell you, this is the best attack around when they're fully fit. I know Hazelwood... What's your number? Just so they know where to ring you. <laughs> I'm getting knotted. You, <laughs> you can find me. I'm not difficult to find. But listen, Hazelwood's a little bit underdone because he's had this heel problem. But it looked okay. Don't probably not overball him because he don't bowl up, but they're good bowlers. Yeah. Oh, look, you can tell me sides in history have been better than this and that, but let me tell you, around, they're probably the best around. Mm. Michael, if we were nah, batting, right. you'd be saying 
Yeah. Hey, these lads and that's what ball. concerns me, boys, about yeah. you know this yeah. this England side playing the basketball way, and I've loved it the last year and a half. Yeah, what they've done for Test cricket, the England side, it's been great. Yeah. All right, they didn't get it right towards the back end at Edgebaston, but it concerns me that a week after playing well at Edgebaston, it sounds like they might have just kind of ripped up what happened at Edgebaston and gone mm. right. We need a bit of a lot of lateral. I don't think they need a lot of lateral movement mm, because if there's a lot think, of lateral movement. I think, I, I think this basketball way will will come unstuck. Come and unstuck. Do you think yeah. that's the bowlers have got a bit too much sway and they're lobbying? And <laughs> well, all I'm bit. saying that the, the two senior pair, are, you know, you could argue our greatest pair yeah. in Broad and Anderson. No. One, in, one in. No, Larwood <laughs> Truman. Look at the record. <laughs> You're kidding me. I said you could argue. No, I so, can't even argue. I love them. I think they're very good. You won't earn one word of me against them. But don't tell me I've seen that. You want to you want a debate on it? Yeah, I'll give you one right now on air or after air. Don't tell me I know the figures. Well, I, well, I'm just saying you could argue that Broad. Yeah, and only you could a, argue, not me. Yeah, absolutely, and I could. Um, but what I'm saying is, Broad at Edge Baston. I, I think it was in his column that he wrote. He, he complained yeah, about the Johnny Jim, Jimmy Anderson with the Telegraph, yeah. a, a great article. He said Described that it's it yeah, and he said if the if the <laughs> the Ashes are going to be played on those wickets like Edge Baston, he's done. <laughs> this is a, a bowler that's nearing 700 Michael, Test match. Wickets. You know what I'd say to them both? Go on. You can whinge about the pitch if you want, mm. both of you. Wonderful bowlers you are. But who got wickets broad? Who was winning the match 90% of the time? England, on those surfaces. If you make a green top, it's no guarantee that you're going to come out best against their attack. It's no guarantee you're going to win the toss. It's always 50-50. Mm. And this, this is my concern, that actually, you end up when you lose almost gambling too much the week mm. after on something that you don't need to gamble on. No, all they have to do... Just be sharper in the field. Yeah, yeah hold a couple and of catches pl- and that's a different result. And also, be be common sense with the batting. Mm. You know, there were a couple of decisions there, like I've mentioned, declaring, giving your wickets away, second innings, was a bit silly. You know, got carried away with themselves. Stick to the plan. You're not there to entertain, you're there to win the test. The way you're playing entertains, and the way you've played has entertained. A lot of people around the world have loved it. Fantastic. But your job is to win and play well. That's what the England public What, what would you be saying to someone like, um, we were saying uh, before you came about the, the headlines this last few days, England players, have, you know, Ollie Robinson have said that the Aussies are negative. Saying, wait a minute, you're 1-0 down. Zach Crawley has said that England will win this week at Lords by 150. Too much talk. That's what I'd say. I say, listen, don't talk, perform. You're making too much noise, all of them. You're one nil down. They're laughing. You're the ones that should be crying. You should have won the match easily and you didn't. You messed up. You've literally messed up. You want some straight talking in the dressing room. Instead of being bulled up all the time as, oh, we're brilliant, we play great, we're thrilling the world with our cricket. I said, hey, hang on a minute. We lost here. Mm. Well, they've lost two of the last three games. Mm. We've lost here. There you are. Mm. It's time you get your head straight. Mm. Some practical, pragmatic, common sense. And I'd say to everybody, get your mouth shut. 
<laughs> Shut it. Shut it. Remember that press conference yes. you went in? What did you say to the press when you walked in? Yeah. What did you say? Well, he said something to me, didn't he? Yeah. I can't remember. You were, shut it. Shut it. My <laughs> press conference. My press conference. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, here, I stand in the room. Look, he's I've heard bowlers like Jimmy Wins before. I've been in dressing rooms. Oh, and we're unlucky and this. And I said, and I just say, I take it for about five minutes. Say, That's nonsense. You ball rubbish. <laughs> Jimmy could have bowled better. Jimmy's a really class performer. We all know that. He bowled okay, but he didn't bowl his best. He's admitted himself. So ball better. You know, hold your catches. Or make the stumping. Don't declare when you did. Don't give wickets away. Look at yourself. Instead of calling names to the opposition about the way they play and what they do, doesn't matter how they do. What they do is no concern of yours. Whatever they put in front of you, the opposition, your job is to better it and win the game. Is that the object? Mm, yeah. Better it, win the game. There's too much talk. They, I tell you, they've got ahead of themselves. They've yeah. got swelled-headed. They're just they're loving their own publicity about what they've done. You can't. Once you do that, you know, you stop playing your best. You believe in your own publicity. Whenever you do that, well, the game bites you on the bum, doesn't it? And he yeah. does do an edge mm-hmm. bastard. And if they're not careful, it's going to bite them twice. And when you go 2 0 down Damn. with three, I don't think we've ever come back from losing the first two mm-hmm. and winning the next three in the history of the game. I was looking at it. And the other thing is, they may be capable of doing that. If they lost at Lords, they may be capable. Because uh, I think they are slightly better than Australia, where they play the real best with common sense. But in England, nothing's certain with our weather. Yeah. You might get a test match rained off, totally. Mm-hmm. And then even if you win two, they've still got the ashes, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And you can't be – sport Sport is never certain. You go to an FA Cup, Cup final, two teams, you say, oh, it's 10 to 1, they'll win. But every now and again – Something has happened, hasn't it? And it's the same with sport. I would just tell them, keep quiet. Let's see you play better. Using some common sense and win. And then when you've won, the winners can laugh and the losers can please their so-and-so selves. That's all. They go and win the next one. But you haven't won one yet. God, there's too much talk. I mean, they're talking as if they're the greatest team that's ever been invented, aren't they? They're all talking about this and that and what they do. And <laughs> I look at their averages and their records and I think, wow, look at the batting. Jiminy Cricket, there's only Joe Rule who looks like a yeah. quality player. Talking of talk, what do you make of the Ollie Robinson controversy? Controversy oh, I in inverted commas. I uh, in your day, before there were, were stump mics and things, would the, would the bowler send the batsman off with a... With a few choice words, or was it was Fred Truman just sort of all <laughs> eyebrows and stony silences? No, we didn't get slagging like that. No, I didn't get that. If I did, I didn't listen. I, I just went, <laughs> if they were swearing at me, I didn't listen. Yeah. I didn't listen, I didn't hear it. I can play golf when I'm, when I'm fit to play, and you can make a noise or anything. You know how they're going, oh, don't make a noise and everything quite. It doesn't bother me. I just focus on what? And this is what I'm saying. England should focus on one thing, they're playing well, play better, all the things we've mentioned, but win. The way you're playing, 
is excitement enough for all of us? We're on the edge of our seat. We're loving it. You're doing good. You've changed our cricket. Never mind the world cricket. You've changed our cricket. That's what we want. That's what you're paid to do. Play well for England, but win. Losing, nobody wants to see England lose. Nobody wants to see the ashes gone at Lord's. Just play well. So, look, I, I understand his emotion and passion. I'm glad you've got that. I don't like to see swearing at people. Yeah. No, no. There's no need for that. No. There's no need for that. Look, we want standards in the game. Uh, Jeffrey, you've, you've come to the, uh, the exciting uh, part of the podcast <laughs> where <laughs> Phil has a little segment called on, Either Jeff. Or. You can only choose one or the so other. So Jeffrey remember? Oh. He will remember from you I remember. Well, you've got different questions this uh, time. give me some I rubbish have. before. Last <laughs> time. I, I've seen well, these. These are good. These oh, bet. You must have like written these. them for him there. I'm not sure he can write. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, big Man United fan, Jeff, yes. we all know that. Um, f- uh, number one on the Either Or, 09 treble or 2023 treble? 09. Yeah. Why? I don't think we were in a position to buy as many players as they today. You know, there's that much more money around than that to buy the best players. And, and I'm not against Man United. I'm one of the Man United but I'm thrilled to bits for City yeah. to win. I don't get this where I'm red and no. blue. I hate. I, no, no. I like play good football. I like watching them. Well played. I'm. Very happy for them. Yeah. No, I think that there's more money around today, isn't there? Yeah. Okay, number two. Oh, this is interesting. We've been discussing this. Folks or Bearstow? With the gloves. With the gloves, sorry, yes. Uh, when he's playing well, Johnny. Yeah. I want a batting keeper. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, another, another, ooh, another one. Stokes or Cummings? Oh. Stokes or Cummings? Cummings. Really? Well, he's got a bad leg at minute. He's playing on one leg. He's hardly battered. He's hardly bowled in the IPL for months. Yeah. Now, he, another time, at this minute, Cummins. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair mm. enough. Uh, number four, Lords or the Oval? Oh, Lords, the Mecca. There you go. The best ground in the world. Look, it's eight foot four inches or something slope. When you first see it, you go, this it? You can't believe you have such a slope. But it's the Mecca, man. You want to go watch cricket. You want to play there. You want to get 100 there. Yeah. And I've got a few. How many have you got? Go I've got four test hundreds and a few against Middlesex. Nice. <laughs> I've got a double, 170. Yeah. yeah. I've got a few. Last My one. best one, I think. Bicentenary test. Australia. I got 120 odd not out. Did you? Ooh. And both said second innings. Fire is. I said, yeah. Don't get out. I said, how do you mean? He said, don't get out, else we'll lose the test. I said, oh, Christ. <laughs> just going out. I just put my pads on going out to bat. I said, yeah, <laughs> don't get out. He was captain in. <laughs> yeah. 120. Nice. Was it basballing or? Nah. Nah. Pasco. Uh, last one. Last one. Um, Boris or Theresa May? Theresa May. <laughs> What's that? Well, he's a nutter, Boris. <laughs> Perfect. 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 Great to see Love you. Love to see you. Nice to have you on again. Come Thanks, again, mate. won't you? Yeah, sure, anytime. Yeah. Excellent. We're joined now by Nick Holt, the Telegraph's chief cricket correspondent, who is uh, reporting 
directly from the Harris Garden at Lords has just been at the press conference. Obviously, the main talking point is uh, Moeen Ali's out and Josh Tung is in. Has um, has Moeen been dropped or is that a fitness thing? No, it's a tactical decision. Uh, they've seen the greenness of the pitch and decided that four seamers is the way to go. Um, and I think originally they would have liked to pick Mark Wood. Uh, yeah. but but Wood's still recovering from his elbow injury and he just felt that he's he's fit enough to start the test match, but not necessarily uh, to bowl four, four or five days, you know, the last four or five days. So that's why they've gone with Josh Tung, who impressed Stokes uh, during the Ireland test match. He dismissed Steve Smith in county cricket for Worcestershire. Um, and he's one of those guys that can bowl, can reach paces of 90 miles an hour, not consistently, but can but can clock those sort of speeds once he's into a spell. Uh, and um, they've obviously decided that they want that sort of point of difference. I mean, it's the first time they haven't picked a spinner in a test match, uh, yeah. Stokes. Uh, and I think he did that somewhat reluctantly, but looking at the pitch, it's probably the right decision. Uh, you say looking at the greenness in the pitch. Was it uh, just reacting to the greenness in the pitch, or do you get the sense that they might have asked for a bit of greenness in the pitch? <laughs> well, that, that, that's a, a very good question. There's certainly no lawnmower going near it today. Um, so I think they've probably got the pitch they wanted, probably the pitch that Jimmy Anderson wanted. Um, and uh, it, it's always interesting, isn't it, that um, we hear a lot about flat and fast pitches until you lose an Ashes test. Um, <laughs> and um, and then it goes back to uh, to what uh, the tried and tres- tested method of, of beating Australia in England. So they've produced a pitch f- for, for Broad and Anderson, um, and they feel that Joe Root did a good enough, reliable job last week at Edgebaston to, to bowl those fill-in overs of spin. Yeah, is he is he going to be asked to do do more? Presumably, he will to pick up the slack. But is uh, are they happy with him sort of bowling long uh, periods of long overs? Uh, I don't think so. I suspect that they're hoping that that won't be the case because the seamers will make short work of of Australia. And it won't be a long Test match. Um, the weather forecast as well is damp, um, yeah. so you suspect decent bowling conditions. Um, Possibly we'll see a bit more Harry Brooks' uh, filthy uh, medium paces off the wrong foot <laughs> as well. Um, he was having a bowl in the nets this morning. Um, the question is how fit Stokes is, and that that's yeah. that that again. He was asked about that at the press conference, and he said he felt he felt fine. He felt really pleased that he got through that longish spell on the last day of the Edge Baston Test match. But I think with Stokes, he doesn't really know from one day to the next how the knee is going to react. Um, yeah. And so they've picked the young lad tongue, who they feel is, is a guy who can bowl quite a few overs for the for the guys who are, should we say, somewhat older and less able to bowl those long spells. Yeah, and what and what was the general mood? Because a lot of the chatter coming out of the camp uh, after Edgbaston and leading up to Lords has been really very bullish, given that they've uh, just lost the first test of the series. Uh, more of the same. More of the same. Uh, defiant. Uh, admitted that really the. The mistakes they made at Edgebaston were less tactical, more technical, dropping catches, bowling no balls, those sort of things, which I think uh, they feel down to the lack of cricket, which is their decision in the end that they decided on this itinerary. Um, But but there's no question that there's going to be no stepping back from the way that they approach their cricket. Um, Obviously... They're going to have to adapt to conditions slightly if they bat first, and and they're putting an awful lot on the toss. And when we spoke to Brendan McCullum, yeah. actually in this Harris Garden at the start of the summer, um, he said that uh, they didn't want any snake pit pitches, and that was what they meant by the flat and fast 
comment they wanted to take the toss and luck out of the equation uh, when it okay, came to the test matches. So uh, it feels like we've, they've gone back to that slightly. Yeah, interesting. Nick, thank you. As usual, thank you very much. No worries. Thank you very much. And of course, the men lost their first test. The women also lost to Australia. Oh, good um, game. Good game, though, right? Yeah. Some, some fantastic performances. The spinners. The spinners. Yes. Oh. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I I mean, Terry that. Beaumont obviously got 208, so the first double ton. A Demec. Yeah. A Demec. Yeah. Uh, Sophie Eccleston, 10 for 192 off 77.1 overs. So Lovely. She put in a huge stint. Yeah. But then. As so often happens, the Australians go one better. And Ash Gardner, she did even better, got 12 for 165. Yeah, very impressed, very impressed with the spin bowling. I caught a bit of it on the telly and, and listened to it. And um, it, it, it was it was one of those nice pitches as a spin mm. bowler with lots of sort of natural variations. So you'd bowl the same ball, some would turn, some would go straight on. But, I mean, there, there, was, a, there was a high level of skill there. And, and then the pitch started to just disintegrate and, and England were in a little bit of trouble uh, but a fantastic game of cricket went all five days which yeah. is great yeah uh, yeah, great double hundred I, I thought England would struggle to get up you know level and yeah. they were only what seven or eight runs behind they, they yeah. should have got a lead yeah oh yeah. without any question I, I thought they were on for a yeah. 50 to 80 run lead at one stage and they should have got there I was crying out for them to open the ball with Sophie Eccleston in well the there you go why not yeah. crying out she's, yeah. she's the best bowler in the world yeah the game's parity yeah all right, she might not fancy bowling with a brand new bullet. It's not they let, easy. They let Australia back in there that yeah, evening got, session, none from 90 odd, wasn't it? They got a good opening stance. Yeah. I'm going, where's, where's the best bowler? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I always say, what would the, the opposition least like to face? Yeah. You know, when they stroll out there and you've got Sophie Eccleston with a new ball, having got wickets in the first innings, and you know you're on a, a pitch that's offering a little bit for the spinner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was a, a, a tactical manoeuvre that could have. Uh, been different for England but it was a great game of cricket yeah. good yeah. crowds Coach John Lewis said uh, England might have to be a bit more aggressive in the in the coming games there's obviously going to be um, a shorter formats it's it's like the, the new kind of cool isn't <laughs> let's it? go harder just keep going harder <laughs> England men's 1-0 down we're just going to we're not 1-0 down we're, we're better than them they're negative we're going to win by one going to go harder the, the England women 1-0 down I've yeah. got to go harder I'm like whew I think they could take a lot from that test match, though, because a similar kind of test match-ish to to the men's at Edgbaston, you know, had the chances there to beat this Australian side, which has sort of got this aura about it that they're untouchable. So I think that they are, instead of being disappointed with that, I should, I'd flip that and say, listen, let's go out there in the one-day games. You nearly got across the line. Take a lot of confidence from that. Don't see it as a negative. See it as a positive, losing that in a funny sort of way. Yeah. And just go out there and say, right, we can beat these. Well, it was, it was good to see Danny Danny Wyatt play. Yeah, nice 50. Well. I mean, I, I was watching him. Have you never played Test cricket before? Well, I know. I know, <laughs> Such weird. Such a good player. Yeah. I know, weird. Dangerous in the middle. She, she should be playing all the time now. And hopefully she'll play the next few years of Test match cricket and find that kind of role in the middle where she can uh, almost be that aggressor. Yeah. yeah. Sophia Dunkley was uh, unfortunately not... Not on form. Friend of the pod. We obviously had her on. Yeah, last yeah. Year. Well, it happens, doesn't it? It's yeah, cricket. Yeah. You don't, you know, you don't set out to to have a, an iffy week. But when you're up against a bit of quality, yeah. um, there's going to be one or two, three, four. Spelled nicely, that, that yeah. Ashley Gardner. Spelled nicely. I, I, I'd always sort of seen her as a um, a batter who sort of bowls nicely, yeah. you know. But obviously now, you know, she's just gone up the the, the ranks of that, and, and you know, to to do that, it gives you an amazing amount of confidence when you actually. 
get a, well twelve wickets, but I mean you, you know you put in a couple of performances which gets the team over the line. You know, as a as a spin bowler, you sort of feel right. Well, I can do this. So uh, that will be, you know, a, a, a great performance for her. Yeah. One other match I want to mention was uh, the Netherlands against West Indies in the ODI. Oh. Did you see this? I saw the result. You saw the result. So yeah. they they tied after oh, fifty overs. Wow. So it went to a super over. They both yeah. got three hundred and seventy four. Uh, and then the the Dutch player Logan van Beek, he was he was facing, uh, and it was uh, it was Jason Holder bowling. He hit thirty off the, in the super over. <laughs> oh, three three fours and three sixes. <laughs> Don't tell me they got beat. No. Oh. no. <laughs> but he then bowled yes. the Dutch super over. Oh right. He then bowled. The Dutch super over, yeah, and he got two wickets for eight runs. Well, oh, he's like, had a beat good the game. West Indies. Yeah. He's, had, he's had a good game. Get, they, I mean, they say cricket's a team sport. <laughs> yes, not that night. Was I've, it his ball as well? Yeah, mm. I've seen Jason Holden disappear at the end before. Seen it in the yes. IPL, Tim 30. Davis yeah. got him in a game uh, against Mumbai. That that's a big. West Indies lost to Zimbabwe as well. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're struggling. They're yeah, they're struggle struggling to qualify. To qualify. No. Only two qualified, don't they? Yeah, yeah. A World Cup without the West Indies. Cool, blimey. Ooh, that'd be horrible. Yeah. Well, what a performance by uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. And Van Beek. Yes. Remember the name. Remember mm. the name. Van Beek. It's not the Van Beek that tries to play midfield for my new, is it? Yeah. If he's that much of an all-rounder. Yeah, then, no. Uh, he's... Fair play to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not the yes. same. <laughs> and he's not, a, he's not a detective, is he? As well? Oh, no, that's Van der Volk. Show me age. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Well played, the Netherlands. Right, that's all we have time for today, I'm afraid. Uh, big thanks to Sir Jeffrey for joining us today. My thanks to Mike and Phil, as always, too. If you're new to the podcast, Mike, Phil and I will be here every Wednesday throughout the summer. You can check us out wherever you downloaded this podcast. We're also available on YouTube via the Telegraph's YouTube channel. If you have any feedback for us, it's much appreciated. The address is cricketclub at telegraph.co.uk. We're always very keen to hear from you and we'll be back with you again next week. So until then, goodbye. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.